Jack Fired Podcast is the best. Tell all your friends. Oh, oh. Welcome to Shots Fired Podcast. This is your host, Pedro La Madrid. And Luca Portelli. How are you, Luca? Doing great. How are you? Good, good, man. Welcome to episode uh, number three, finally. And we love to announce that today is going to be the first episode with a guest. We are honored to be with someone that wants to improve this world, our community, create opportunities. We would love to welcome our guest, Demonte Alexander, founder and CEO of Blackbird Golf Apparel. Hey guys, how are you? Very excited to have you, Demonte. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for being with us today. Absolutely, man. Uh, when I saw that you guys created the podcast, I was super excited about it. I, I know you, Luca, and I wanted to kind of see your creative side. I always see the serious side of you on the golf course, but it's cool to see yeah. the other personality come out. And the creatives, I love the creatives that you guys do with the little cartoons. Those are, um, they're really engaging, so I really like that. Awesome. Yeah. We, we always try to, to bring out new stuff and, and something fun for the people. But at the same time, we try to, to put something productive and that people can enjoy and, and learn from us. Learn, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, so that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, you got to have a purpose behind everything you do or, or exactly. why you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Monte, can you introduce yourself just a little bit? Explain us who you are and, and, and what you do. And I don't, I, that'd have to be like two or three episodes for me to get to that, <laughs> but um, I'll try to make it brief. So uh, like you said, my name is DeMonte Alexander. Uh, I am from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, in, around in that area. Um, I'm the oldest of 10, uh, 10 kids, single mother. And so um, not, didn't have a lot of opportunities growing up to do much of anything. Uh, and so I joined the military out of high school, uh, not because of patriotism, even though I'm patriotic or not because service to country. Uh, It was more because I was hungry and broke. And um, I saw a Be All You Can Be ad at the time and said, well, I won't won't be hungry and I'll have a little bit of money in my pocket. So I walked in the recruiter's office and joined the military. Um, Scared at that time, didn't really know what to expect because I'd never been out of my hometown. The first time I got on a plane was to go to basic training. After basic training, I got sent to Fort Hood, which is where I started my military career here in Texas. And um, once my deploy, I deployed to Iraq in 04 and 05. And after my deployment, I was sent to San Antonio, which I call home today. And so um, that's kind of how my career started, which I'm so thankful for, because without the military, I wouldn't be the man who I am today. I wouldn't have the experiences I have today, and I wouldn't be the leader that I'm growing into be. And I say growing into be because leadership is not something that a badge you get and that's it. It's something that you continue to work on. And that's something that I've learned over the years. But I have two daughters, a 10-year-old and a two-year-old that I, I love dearly and that I do all of this stuff for. And I have a wife as well. We've been together about 12 years. And my wife is an educator. So, uh, which led me to, I'm fast-forwarding all this to Blackbird Golf. You know, there's a dime a dozen golf brands out there and, you know, you can throw a rock and hit one of them. But uh, for me, I felt like I can't save the world, but I can help the places where I live, like the places Absolutely. that I have a footprint, I can make an impact there. And so that was easy. So we decided, you know, the folks that look like me and you guys, we rarely have opportunities to play at the highest levels. 
Now, it doesn't mean that we're not great or good enough. It's just we don't have that wraparound support that you guys know you need in terms of entry fees, apparel, travel, budget. All that stuff is very expensive. And I think people don't really see the other side of golf. They see the top 5 10% of guys that are shooting 66 every day that has tons of sponsors and made plenty of money. But they're not looking at the other 90% of the golfers who are living out of their cars. And a lot of them look like us. And so... I said, well, the best way I can do that is I've already loved golf. So let's let's tie in golf and military for me. So when I came back from Iraq, I was really traumatized because obviously we're in a, we're fighting, we're shooting, <laughs> and trying to stay alive. Yeah. And um, I had a hard time getting back acclimated to society. My girlfriend at the time bought me some clubs. We didn't, we didn't know why she did that, but she did. And they sat in the garage for a while. And one day I just, she said, go hit some golf balls. And I said, ah. so I did. And man changed my life. I was on that range for about three hours and I hit balls and just kept hitting and hitting and hitting. And next thing you know, I'm like, dang, man, this is so much fun. And I was so afraid to play golf though. I was afraid that I was going to go embarrass myself. So I hit balls for six months. I went to work and on my lunch break, I hit balls. I took a sandwich and hit balls. And then after work, I went and hit again. So I hit twice a, twice a day <laughs> for six months before nice. I played my first nice. round of golf. Nice. And so uh, I shot, I, so my first round of golf, I did not shoot 100 like most people do. Nice. Uh, no, I, I shot like 92 or something like that. No way. <laughs> but I get six months of just hitting balls. I mean, you're going to work some that's, stuff out. That's the trick. You need to hit six ball six months to be prepared. Yeah. And so well, the funny story is, and now that I think about it, I went and took my PAT after two years. So I started in 2010, 2012. I went and took my PAT. I'm so competitive. I was like, man, I can go play with these guys. And I went and took my PAT at Fair Oaks Ranch. I don't know if you guys have been to Fair Oaks Ranch, Blackjack yeah. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I passed by a couple strokes. Wow. Oh, wow. Time. And now that I look back at it, I'm like, boy, you're crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, because now you understand more about golf, right? I've been playing about 10 years now, 12, 11 years now. And now you understand more about the game and you realize, wow, man, I didn't know anything back in the day. I was just reckless, but yeah. I ended up passing it. But anyways, golf has helped me transition back into society. Golf That's has awesome. helped me in business. Every, everything that I own today or relationship that I have came from golf. That's and, awesome. Uh, and it's just uh, a great sport. And I'm, now I'm able to give back through that sport. And, and I, I know I've been rambling, so I'll let you guys kind of throw some more questions out there. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think that tells a lot about your motivation. But also, I don't know if you agree with me, that tells a lot about the preparation that you have in the army, right? right. You're set a, a certain way and you, you have to do things a certain way every day. You need to follow a routine. I mean, I've never been in the army, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works, right? So yeah, The army is, it's an ego stripper, right? So you walk into the doors with who you think you are and you walk out with who you should be as a person, as a man, as a professional. It just it gives you a paradigm shift into what the world is really like. Well, I mean, for example, when I, I'm from Nashville, so that, the military was the first time I met someone other than white, black, or Mexican, right? Some of my colleagues were all from the Dominican Republic. I'm like, where is that? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm Puerto Rican or I'm Asian. Or I'm Asian. I, that's where I got introduced to a whole world of people was in the yeah. military. I had a culture shock. And then uh, obviously from there, from there on, that's why I feel it's important to uh, be open-minded about cultures, about different languages, about different experiences. 
because overall it makes you overall a better person and it also helps you understand uh, what other people go through. You're not only seeing things through your lens. And so again, back to Blackbird, we wanted to provide an op. We wanted obviously to, it's a business, but we wanted to make sure that we're providing those opportunities to underserved and underprivileged folks who just doesn't have an opportunity. And so underserved and underprivileged, it doesn't mean that you're only black. It doesn't mean that you're only minority. There's some white folks, there's age, there's other folks who just don't have opportunities. And that's that's what we're we want to help those folks. So we have uh, three athletes right now, Luca being one of them, my main man. I'm very we proud have of Anna that. Anna Holzman's here in uh, San Antonio. She's on the Women's All-Pro Tour. And we have Michael Bradham, who's also here, who plays on the APJ Tour, who actually shot four under yesterday in his first round. So he's playing today on his second round. So so happy about that. Uh, Michael's awesome. been had a, has, a, has a tough journey, but he's starting to come out of it. He's a great player for sure. I remember one of the first things that you told me when we were playing, that you told me that sponsors that give apparel to kids, they help them, but what really can help us as players is paying for the entry fees and stuff like that, right? Because at the end of the day, giving them shirts and stuff like that helps them, but not as much as what you guys are doing in the ambassador program. You know. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Luca. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, does the balls help? Yes. But, you know, does a hat here and there help? Yes. But if you really believe in that player, like you really believe in that player, want that player to be successful, then it doesn't stop at hats and balls. How can you remove some of these financial barriers? That's where the big thing is. So if I'm Titus, if I'm peeing, and I, and I love those brands, don't get me wrong. But I mean, they have, uh, you know, limited resources. So if you really want to help players who need a hand, like do that type of stuff. Hey, how can we remove barriers from you? We know that entry fees alone, for example, Michael store six grand a year, right? And that's not including hotel. And uh, so that's one thing we do. But we also, so we kind of provide like wraparound support. So Hannah and Michael, for example, we have Elite Training Academy here in San Antonio. Andy is awesome. And so now in the off season or rather during season, they can go train they can get more flexible they can get uh, work on their fitness and so they have a coach to help them with that so blackbird supports that too right and so they That's don't awesome. have to worry about that right what we want our player our athletes to do is wake up and, and go practice and figure out how they can be a better golfer they shouldn't have to worry about if i can afford to eat because i want to play an entry fee so we're trying to and again not trying to save the world's problems but the people who are in our circles in our communities we're trying to do our part where we're at to, to help where we can That's, That's awesome, awesome. Because like this year, I had status in PA Tour Canada and I have a sponsor from Mexico. It's a law firm and man, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I told Luca after the round, my first tournament in Canada, I was like, this is a whole other level. Like I played in PA Tour Latin America the last two years and it's completely different and I'm Mexican and I was there. The environment is is different. The culture is different. Even the players, everyone is in their own circle, you know, like you don't feel that you're in the right place, if you want to call it. Then you are really tight with money. It, it's a struggle, to be honest. I mean, for me, it was it was something new. I played the first three events, didn't make a cut, played eh, poorly, I would say. But what I can learn from it is that golf is a very, very lonely sport. It's so important that you need to have like a close circle of people that have your back. And from what I am, I'm learning from you is that Blackbird is that circle that will you're, you're be there for right. you. 
you know what I mean? Right, man. You're absolutely right. For for example, if you're in a relationship, right? You have a wife, you have a girlfriend, yeah. whatever. Anything that you want to do, it's so much better when you have the support of that individual, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So when, when you don't see eye to eye, it's, it feels off. But when yeah. that person says, "Look, hey, I back you 100%," you go out yeah. there. That's yeah. the, that's just such a great feeling. You feel like, man, I can go do anything now, right? Yeah. So that's what we're trying to create as a community, as a golf community, and what yeah. Blackbird is trying to be. And I don't want people to get misconstrued in terms of us being a for-profit entity, which we are. Mm-hmm. We do have a foundation which we raise money for scholarships for graduating seniors, but that's the foundation side. Yeah. Our for-profit business is now, now, for example, Nike and the other brands, they do have athletes, right? And they yeah. pay those athletes to wear their stuff and stuff like that. And I get that. Although we have the same, there's, now I don't think this, that we're, it's only like one-sided, it's two-sided here. So when Luca's out, wearing blackbird hat and his shirt that's doing a lot for us right he's helping us too so it's not a one-sided thing ultimately we're trying to create this ecosystem of support a wraparound support around the players that believe in us and we believe in them and whatever we can do even if it's not in the contract even if it's not something that we say hey we agree that we'll do this and you do that my philosophy is whatever it takes whatever it takes to help you i got you even if it's something we didn't agree on Hey, yeah. D, like I know that, uh, you know, we don't have travel in, in our contract, but man, I, I really need some help getting to yeah. this next event. You got it. Yeah. Right. And so, but that's just us. And that's the philosophy that I have is, hey, I, I want to do as much as I can to help the athletes that are on our team to be yeah. successful. Yeah. And I, I can't solve every, like I said, I, I don't have money for everybody, but we do what we can with what we have. And I think yeah. we're, we're off to a good start with that. But also I want to bring on good people. Right? Yeah. We're not just doing this for anybody. We're doing it for people who are committed to their craft. Like yeah. Luca puts in a lot of work. Hannah puts in a lot of work. Michael puts in a lot of work. I see them every day grinding and trying to figure out how to be better. Mm-hmm. And so if you got people backing you, then that's you can at least that you can do is do the best you can do to be the best player and, and put up your best effort. And so that's yeah. that's that's why we do what we do. That's awesome because I mean, as a professional, you want that. Yeah. You you want to know that you have a team supporting you. Right. You feel you 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 gain way more confident going to that event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. not being afraid of man. If I don't play good this week, am I gonna be able to play next week? Am I going right. to be able to stay in this hotel? Am I going to be, you know, like right. to afford a caddy? Because you have no idea all the expenses that a week, like yeah. it, it's crazy. Like well, it think adds and adds. Think about how psychology is so big in golf, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So it's crazy when, you, yeah. when, you, when you stand over that ball, you're thinking about wind, lie angles, mm-hmm. uh, attack angles, what type of shot I want to hit. Um, with the weather, is it hot? Is it cold? Is the green elevated? Is it not? Or the green receptive? Yeah. You got so many things you have to think about before you take a shot or make a yeah. swing. But now you're thinking about, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, where I'm going to sleep after this. That creeps into your game and that messes with your performance. And so yeah. you're you're spot on there, man. It's like yeah. that's what I'm talking about. A lot of times people talk about barriers as as financial and other things, but there's some mental Oh yeah, those things removed too, and so that's the gist of it. Is like what what all can we do within our power to remove as many barriers as possible? That way, the player can go out and play. Like when you're a kid, when you're yeah. a kid, you don't think about that stuff, right? Your parents got you. Yeah. You know you're gonna go home. You know you're gonna eat. You know you have a ride. You have somewhere to stay. And yeah. so when you're a kid, you're playing free. 
Yeah. Like, and that's why kids are just carefree and they go out and shoot low because they don't have any worries. They don't worry yeah. about that stuff. And I think it kind of, it's it's synonymous to being an adult as well. You gotta you gotta free your free these players up. And that's why you see the top staying at the top, because now to your point, they have a team surrounding them. They have a mm-hmm. psychologist, they have a masseuse, they have uh, a strategist, they have a, a a thought leader, someone they can think through stuff with. And so that helps them a lot. Absolutely. You gotta get to that point. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And golf is, is very tough to get there, uh, even because it's one of the only sports where, where you don't have a fixed salary, right? As a professional, like basketball, football, all these sports, you know that you have the salary at the end of the month. But golf, if, if you have some tournaments where you play bad, you just lose money, you know? Right. So so I it's feel like... like you, it's almost like playing poker, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, good luck out there. That's why I appreciate what Liv is doing, man. Like, regardless if Liv survives or not, it's made the PGA Tour better. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of the PGA, but I also feel that the PGA should take some ownership in the situation that we're in now. When you're coming out of college, say say Liv hasn't started yet. When you're coming out of college, you're, you're trying to make it to the PGA to do what? To make money. Yeah. yeah. To make money. And so when these guys say... They're, they're going at live for these guys wanting to have a better way of life. Like that's wrong, man, because the whole point you're on the PGA is to make a living and to make everyone, money, yep. right? Somebody yeah. else came up with another model. I'm not going to say it's a better model, but somebody else came with another model. And somebody said, Hey, offer me a better job than what I have now that pays more and better benefits. Guess what? I'm putting in my two weeks notice. <laughs> I'm out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I see live. Now, when it comes to, world ranking points and all that i that's where i really feel the pga has a leg up because come on bro like are you gonna ask me to rank you and you only play three rounds mm-hmm. i mean you know what i'm saying so the, these other guys are playing four rounds there's a lot you guys know there's a lot that can happen on that last round like you go to bed with the lead on the last day like yeah. a lot of people have lost tournaments being in the lead on that last day so when yeah. it comes to the rankings i kind of side with the pga but overall i love what Liv's doing and to lucas point people are trying to make golf a career and so i like the fact that if you do play a live event that you're at least walking home at least with the expenses that you paid yeah. to get there i think i yeah. listened to one of your other podcasts and you said man a lot of times we lose money just by playing <laughs> You know, because of everything yeah. else it takes us to get there. And I think that's what I think is more people in the community understood what it takes for you guys just to tee it up, just to tee it up. How can I get there? Where am I staying? What am I eating? What equipment do I need? Do I need to buy a new apparel? All those things before I hit my first tee shot and my entry fee. Yeah. I think if more people understood how what it takes for y'all, you guys to get there, I think more support will come out. And hopefully as this podcast spreads around and people hear that more, more, sponsors will come out and say hey look man these guys are doing some good stuff but let's jump in and see how we can help as well that's what happened with michael so we we were the only ones helping michael at first michael got out there he started doing his thing and then now other sponsors are starting to say hey how can we help you too right and so that's ultimately what i want is for the player to be successful let me make this clear as well On on the entry fees that we pay for our spot for our athletes i don't ask for 40 percent 30 percent or anything like that if you win either pay me back what I gave you to enter or you apply it to the next tournament. And so that way I know that I'm truly here to help this player. No, you put in all the work, you put in all the time to make, to make that money. It's not, if I'm really trying to help you, well, I'm going to take half of that back from you. But I do say, Hey, but you're taking a burden off me. If you're out there winning, I don't have to pay anything, but you know, to your point, you know, if you lose, somebody's got me. 
yeah for the next one. yeah yeah and i uh, just touching uh a little bit ago that you said look at that having a salary every month it's awesome no and leaf golf they just show up to the tournament they have already a contract that they get paid annually it's awesome secure payment after the tournament no matter if you finish last or first uh this summer i was in my second tournament in canada we went to edmonton the first tournament and then we had to drive eight hours to a national park called waskasu in the middle of nowhere in saskatoon middle of nowhere the only course there uh, they just had cabins we had to rent cabins and we're six people in a cabin because the cabins were like a thousand dollars a night we play the first the first round they canceled the round because of weather they tell us okay tomorrow we start again okay uh, the next day comes nothing we don't start they tell us tomorrow like the third day third day comes nothing uh so we're, we're talking about three thousand dollars just of just of cabins plus the entry fee plus the yeah. rental car and me and this mexican that was staying in my cabin we were like man like we, we we're losing money here like big time <laughs> like big time and i remember he got second the week prior to that event like pretty good he almost won he lost in the playoff and he's like i just got my paycheck And he got really excited and he opens and he sees the, the paycheck and he's like, wow, like this is like nothing for second place. I thought it was going to be more, but taxes, all the fees, the international fees, every, every fee that you can imagine. Yeah. And I'm there like, like, oh crap. Like I, I missed the cut last week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm like way more down money than him. Yeah. And he's freaking out because he got second and he's losing, like he's still losing money. Yeah. We, the tournament got canceled that week. We didn't play anything. The whole purse, they divided by the 156 players. Wow. And we're like, oh, awesome. You know how much was it? 600 bucks. Wow. Half a night of a cabin. And there you realize why great player from college are jumping ship to leave golf. Yes. If I have secure money, if I can play with the best players in the world, go ahead. Like I'm telling you, go ahead. Don't, don't yeah. think about it. At the it. end of the day, bro, like we're talking about taking care of your families here. Right? Exactly. Right. Because exactly. I mean, a lot of these players have kids, uh, families. And mm -hmm. so you're out there just like any other corporate job, any other... Yeah nine to five job trying to make a living to support your family right yeah and so for me when these guys you know there's a lot of tours that are dealing with this right now i'm not gonna throw some names out there but you know they're taking a lot of money from sponsors from for all these things like and so uh it needs to be re-looked at man in yeah. terms of what are we really doing here with these with these events and with these players and like who where's the money going yeah because yeah. it's not for the players because without the players there's no tour Exactly. Right. And so I think, I don't know if there's a union or anything out there like that, but I, I do think that it needs to be re-looked at uh, and I'd really understand that, hey, this is a profession and yeah. you know, there's a lot of money being passed around. I mean, there's been yeah. golf, golf shit. Man, a, a couple, a few decades ago, I could, I would get chased off the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I could not go take my clubs and go play on a, on a, on open grass yeah. and pay my $50 or whatever it is and go play because of the yeah. way I look. We're not nope. talking about a hundred years ago 
No, few, few, like few decades. We're talking ago, about a said. couple decades ago, bro. Yeah. yeah, and even today we're excluded. Even today, yeah, we're still excluded to playing on some private courses. That's which crazy. Is, but yeah, crazy man. Hey, but what Tiger say? Where's the first tee box? And what's the course record? <laughs> what's the course record? Absolutely, absolutely. Right? I feel like with Tiger, uh, something started to change there when when Tiger started to become the best in the world. I mean, b before him, golf was a white person sport, you know? And, and right. with Tiger, we started to see all the communities starting to play golf. All the, these communities start to enjoy golf too, because he was like the, the Michael Jordan of, of golf now, you know? Yeah. He yeah. dominated the sport so much that yeah. he started changing things and he started to make things better. So I think that everyone in the golf world should be grateful for what Tiger did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. look, for example, bro, Like you're wearing a apparel company that's owned by a black man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, I have some other owners and Sean and some other guys now too. But uh, yeah, man, Tiger changed the game. But just look what you just said there. Look at how much has happened since Tiger's been in the game. And when you look at when you when you back out of it and look at the grand scheme of things, it's only little, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. Still, as much as has been done, it's still just a little. It's still just a little impact. Let's be honest. Golf is still a white sport. A yeah, white, it is. Dominated sport, right? I would say white and rich sport. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what you see when you go to most country club. I feel like in the U.S., all the country clubs that I've been to, they, they seem to have all a, a close mentality. At least the ones I've been to, and and the members that are there. Sometimes I've heard comments that were not uh, great. I feel like with time and uh, with uh, doing things right, just just like you guys are doing right now, it's it's eventually gonna change. And uh, hopefully it's going to change for the good, you know, it's still hard because I think that people are, are very close minded and it's, it's always the people that don't see other cultures, you know, they cannot see uh, beyond their nose and, and they can, they cannot understand uh, or even appreciate uh, what other people do and what other communities do, you know, they're just in their own little circle. And they just see their, their little word for how it is. I don't know if you agree with me with that. Oh, of course. Absolutely. 100%. And I think the more we do this, like, I mean, I think there's a golf brand that pops up every day. Yeah. A new golf brand that I see every day. So over time, yeah, if everybody's doing that for the right reasons, obviously, again, I just want to keep putting this caveat out there. It's a for-profit business. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you have to forget about people along the way, right? And, and so I think the more companies that kind of start their own endeavors or the more people who are advocating for diversity in golf, inclusiveness in golf, because we're talking about women as well, we're talking about kids, we're talking about even senior citizens and, and all those different people when we talk about inclusive. If you've seen our brand, we, we've been kind of owning this inclusive word. And we mean that in every sense uh, of being inclusive in the game of golf. But I, I do agree. Uh, I didn't think about that a lot when he said it's a rich sport too. It, it is. I mean, it's. I mean, the clubs are expensive. Balls are expensive. Like just for you to even play. Now you see why most of you know minorities we play soccer. Why? Soccer yeah. ball is twenty dollars. No. A basketball twenty dollars. No. You can go to any court or any soccer field and just kick it around and get good at it. Right. So it's an, it, the entry barrier is not there. But when you look at golf, it's almost like it's built. And I don't know this factually, but it feels like it's built to keep certain individuals out. Absolutely. Because if you can't afford to play, you're not playing. 
Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. what I've experienced is building this brand. I've met many families. I've had families hit me up in my inbox and say, hey, man, look, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. My daughter went through this or my son went through that in school. And, and until they showed that they can play, like no one really cared about them. They, they mm -hmm. didn't hang out with them. They talked about them. But as soon as they shoot 68, now all of a sudden they're popular and everybody wants yeah. to talk to them. But yeah. we have to play good to be accepted in a way, right? We have to, yeah. I mean, I get invited all the time to go out to these scrambles, not because I'm Demonte Alexander, a good guy or, or whatever. Um, Demonte Alexander, he can play some good golf. So let's invite him, right? Yeah. And so I think we have to change that. We have, we, have to, we have to change that. And I think as much as we can do at Blackbird, we're, we're continuing to find new ways to remove those barriers. But if you look at our apparel, you know, it's, it's the same stuff as Roback, as Bad Birdie, as all the other ones. It's just, everybody's buying. If you're with the right manufacturer, you have the same material. Mm -hmm. You're just slapping a logo on it. And hopefully your marketing team delivers that message, which those guys have done a great job at that. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm not trying to be those guys. I want to be a, a, a great golf brand that has quality apparel, but I also want to, the, the thing that's more important to me, the, each life that we changed while doing it. Yeah. Luca, Michael, Hannah, Cam, when she comes out of college, like that to me is far more important than any hat or shirt you buy from me. Yeah. And so that's something that I will go to the grave with. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And me, me and Pedro played your tournament in October and it was awesome to see also with your foundation how much money you were able to raise and uh, how many lives you're changing too because uh, we saw that kid that you gave a scholarship to to go to UTSA, right? Right, Zion. Uh, yeah, Zion. Zion, quick. yeah. It was $10,000, which I mean, it's it's an insane amount for a kid a that lot. doesn't have opportunities and, and yeah. for you guys to come out and being able to to raise that much money it means the world for for these kids you know yeah big shout out to the Cameron Champ Foundation because yes. I mean, without without those guys we couldn't do we couldn't do it we don't have a an official foundation yet so the Cameron Champ okay. Foundation said hey you we'll, we'll help you we'll, we love what you guys are doing we'll jump in this mission with you until you guys kind of get set up and so it's been a great partnership with the Cameron Champ Foundation. Shout out to Jeff Champ and Ryan for doing that for us. And also, you know, Sean, uh, who's my business partner. And, you know, we had a whole team that helped us make that day successful. So it wasn't just me or a couple of folks. But the person who's really kind of helped me look at this as a business is Sean Sexton, Goosehead Insurance. Sean has helped me understand, hey, DeMonte, look, it's all great that you're doing this good stuff for everybody. But if you don't make money, you can't help anybody, right? And so he's, he's really come in and helped put some structure on the business and saying, hey, we need to charge X because of this. And then if we do this over six to 12 months, then this is the revenue that we'll generate. And then this is how much we can give back. So he's helping me put the, uh, the, the science behind why, what it means to be in business. Mm -hmm. And so, and to separate Blackbird Golf from the foundation side, right? Because we don't want people to feel like Blackbird Golf is, is a philanthropic effort because it isn't, but we do have a foundation where we do philanthropic things. And mm -hmm. so uh, the big shout out to Sean and the Cameron Champ Foundation and Cooper, Cooper Willards came on. We have a few investors that came on as well. That's really allowing us to do some really cool stuff right away. Most brands, our size and how new we are, won't do half the stuff that we're doing right now. Yeah. 
I think without our investors and our partners, I think the golf tournament still goes. I think it's still successful. I think we still do the scholarships. But as far as helping the athletes and players and being able to continue pushing out apparel, like you can't do that without a lot of help. And so yeah. those guys have really come in and, and given me like this. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, the same thing we're doing for athletes. These guys are doing for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, or us. They're freeing me up. So now I can go out there like I can just talk <laughs> about the brand. Hey, what can we do? What's the cool thing we can do next? What's the next design we can bring out? Because now I'm not worried about, hey, can I afford this? Hey, yeah. can we do that? So the philosophy is, D, there's, a, there's nothing we can't do, bro. Let's go do it. Let's go, yeah. let's go prove to this community that we have a viable brand. And so I didn't really think about it till now that the same, the same barriers that we're removing for athletes, the partners and, and uh, investors on my side is freeing that, those barriers up for me too as a black <laughs> man, as a black business owner. Yeah. We had the same issues with having support and getting loans and those types of things. So these guys are, are, are got my back. So when I'm stepping out and I leave my house, I feel so confident in our brand because I can walk into Peter Millar. I can walk into uh, anybody's store and know that my product is not inferior to theirs. You know, it's, it's just such a great feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And honestly, uh, in in that tournament, I remember when I when we finished playing, we walked to the ceremony and I saw the shirts yeah. and the hats yeah. and... And I looked at them and I was like, man, like they're legit. Like you, I, I even touch a shirt and I was like, wow, it's just awesome. Yeah. To be honest, it's, it's so, super soft, yeah. stretchy material, odor yeah. resistant, wrinkle free, the collar, their stay collars. Yeah. It took me and, a while. Uh, it took me about a year. If you look at, uh, we, I think we launched the Facebook page in 2020, but we really didn't get started till 21 because it took me so long to figure out a manufacturer who's going to produce the quality of polo that I was okay. looking for. Okay. I went through like five or six manufacturers. Some of them would send the collars were opposite side. They were longer than the other. Some mm -hmm. of them, the shirts wrinkled up. So it was, it's a process <laughs> and having an apparel business, it's a, it's a lot of trial and error. Hey, let's mm -hmm. try this to see if it works. Let's do, when we first started, we started with all solid. We started with white, black, red, Navy, I think. And we know the industry is all prints right now. Everybody is like print, 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 print. <laughs> Now, although I enjoy a good solid every now and again, just to kind of be just really a little clean look. I, I like that. Maybe like your early rounds, like say if you guys are playing tours, you're like maybe that yeah. Thursday, yeah, that Thursday pro-am or that, you know, Friday you wear, you keep it subtle, but then the Saturday, Sunday or the other like game time you wear that you bring out your prints. But um, I, I felt, but when being in trial and error, we probably should have started with prints because as soon as we started with the prints, it sales just started doubling, like going crazy. That's when you came up with this one. Uh, yeah, we came out with <laughs> J, we came out with that one and uh, we, our sales just grew exponentially. Also the burn, the hats that we have, which we're still trying to figure out. We had the full logo on the hats, the bird of the nest and had Blackbird under. And I just did some trial hats and we did the bird only and I couldn't keep them. And I was like, man, what? Like every, every time I would get like five or six sample hats, I wouldn't have any left when I would get to the house because people just took them, right? Yeah. Said, well, yeah. maybe we need to change our, our logo <laughs> and we, we need to stick the bird in the hats. So we started off with the Yupong hats. They were wool, but it was in the summer. So they were hot. Yeah. And so I was like, what can we oh, do yeah. we to the trucker hats? Because they, they're breathable in the summer. Yeah. But what we found is for the golfer, because we cater our brand to the athlete. If you yeah. notice the towels that we have, they're tour caddy towels. So most people, 
like the average everyday golfer wouldn't know the difference between our towel and a towel you buy from Walmart that mm-hmm. kind of the water slides off of it, right? So if you can if you really look at our brand, we're really catering to athletes who who grind, who grind it out, who sweat a lot, who needs durable things, right? So those trucker hats don't hold up in the summer when you're sweat when you're sweating a lot. They get real sweat stains and all that. So now we're about to roll out a new uh, all 100% polyester hat that's uh, dry fit, a moisture wicking hat that's that's more durable that'll last longer through. So that again, that's what I mean by trial and error. You as even yeah. though you start a brand, it looks cool, but there's certain pieces that you have to figure out. We figure it out the polo. We figure it out the outerwear. This stuff is like solid, but we're still trying to figure out the hats. But we will get there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, that's I've been complimented lots of times in these last few weeks about the logos and the shirt. Awesome. So, so well, I think we have awesome. uh, the Jack doll that just came out, the black uh, that's on the that's oh, yeah. way to you. Uh, we'll, we'll hook you up too. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we have a bubble vest that's coming out. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> we have hoodies that'll be here in a couple of weeks and we have beanies because it's going to nice. be 30 something degrees in San Antonio next Next, week. Next tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my. it starts tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the so the hoodies and the beanies and the caps are with my embroiderer right now. So he's actually I said, hey bro, can you speed this up because it's going to get cold. Nice. But nice. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So those will be rolling out here soon. And so again, I'm all about quality. Like I don't care about some some brands just don't care about you know they want the sale and if you don't come back, it doesn't matter, right? No. For me, I want those return customers. I want the first time you put on that polo, you're like, wow, you feel great. Wow, I didn't. I didn't. Wow, these guys are okay. I want them to kind of be surprised. I want them to buy because of what we do. I want them to yeah. really believe in our mission, right? I want yeah. them to believe in what we're doing for Luca and these guys. Mm-hmm. I want them to buy because of that. I yeah. want them to be surprised when they put it on. They're like, oh, damn, they have good apparel too. <laughs> so I want the apparel to be the afterthought, but I want the mission to be the forethought. I want them, that's what I want them to think about. Yeah. yeah, and and also I think that in golf it's lots of word of mouth, right? Yeah, apparels become more popular because of word of mouth because I feel like golfers only trust. I don't know if it makes sense, but only trust their friends, right? The yeah. golf friends they don't, they don't trust what they see in in shops and stuff, but they trust what, for example, I tell people, hey, look, this brand is is legit. Their quality mm-hmm. is great, and and now from there you start building and and building, and I feel like. You guys are doing that great because doing quality work is gonna pay off in the long run. I hope so, man. I really hope so. And uh, right now, I'm figuring out this Facebook ads thing, which is why I'm hiring John. <laughs> but because you know, we can only reach as far as we can, we where we are, right? I can't yeah. be in New York every day. I can't be in California every week. So that's why those Facebook ads and the 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 ad campaigns are so important so you can reach other people outside of Texas, around Texas and outside of Texas. We are doing some other things as well. We'll be doing pop-ups. We'll be in the pro shops here. Uh, I think the first one will be the quarry. And so nice. those are not so much to revenue generators. They're more of advertising like mm-hmm. our brand, right? In the pro mm-hmm. shop and things like yeah. that. And also, you know, when you walk into a pro shop and you see a brand in there, what's the feeling that you have? Oh, that brand is credible. Yeah. If they're in a pro shop, they're legit. They're That's legit, true. Yeah. And so we're so we're using that for credibility as well. Although we already know that, but we need the community to know that. To know that. We want to point out some brands don't worry about women. If mm-hmm. a, if a lady wants a shirt, hey, go buy a men's small. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. true. And so if you see on our site, we have a very very good variety of women's prints as well. 
Um, I think the women's have nine options. <laughs> they have more than the nice. men right now, which, nice. is, which is why you're seeing the men's shirts roll out. We're trying to catch up nice. uh, with as far as the print. But we do have a women's line as well, like for, for women. They're not men's shirts. They're cut for women. And so that goes back into us being inclusive, inclusive. And, and, and being diverse. You see our team. We're a very diverse team as well. And that's on that's on purpose. And so uh, just hopefully people see that. I think when they go to our site, it's hard for them to really, we got to do some work on really helping people understand who we are and what we do. It's really not clear right now. I mean, there's a message on there, but it's really not clear. But that's something that we hope people eventually catch on to. Yeah. And now that you said about the woman, it's funny because my wife just, she just got into golf. And the other day we were looking for a shirt just to for her to sweat on it and play golf. And it was impossible to find something that could fit her. Uh, and actually the, the worker said like oh you can try like men's and like uh, she shouldn't you know like she's right. a woman exactly to my point to my yeah, point right yeah, there right yeah yeah so it's awesome that, that you mentioned that man i'm i'm including everyone like everybody man exactly like we, we we now we'll say it's women when it's hard what i did learn trial and error women don't shop golf online no, they, they have to try it. Yeah. They have to try it on. Uh, so, uh. so what we're putting over in the query is all of our women's stuff first, right? Nice. If you if you've been to Brackenridge and some of the golf courses in the women's section, they have a fitting room. Yeah. I was like, ah, that proves the the theory that I had is that women want to feel it, they want to touch it, they want to try it on. Mm -hmm. And once they kind of get a good feeling of the brand, now they feel comfortable. Okay, now I can go order because I know how this brand. Because you can have yeah. five women that wear mediums. And it all fits them differently. Yeah, that's true. And, and so so now we're just changing our strategy a little bit on how we market to women. Now, we'll still have pieces up there, but our quantities will be lower, but we'll still have options for them. But you'll see more of our women's apparel in the pro shops. Nice. That's awesome. And one question. Why the bird? Their logo. Man, how can we get all the way through this podcast without talking about <laughs> the bird? I... Come on, Lucas. So, <laughs> I love telling this story because... Uh, it's it's it really just sums everything up so the bird represents a crow and if you think about all the birds out there the crow is the one that gets the most drama like the most hate yeah because they people feel it's an ugly bird right mm -hmm. synonymous to black and brown folks okay people look at the color of our skin and just write us off mm. because we don't look like everyone else and uh but the crow is one of the most if not the most intelligent bird out of all the species yeah like and so i felt the bird is something that represented the this whole thought process that i had and so what 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 symbol or what icon could i use to all these words that we say about diversity yeah. and inclusion and about being accepted what could i use and it came up with the crow that's awesome and, and so if you look at our uh and also blackbird so black is also a term that's negative it's evil it's dark and then but bird Uh, the the term birdie came from that's a bird. But so yeah. anytime anybody that said if you made a good shot, people would say back in the fifties would say oh that's a bird, meaning good shot. And so I put something that's considered negative and something that's considered good together, meaning that we're good too. Black can be good. Black is educated. Black is successful. Black is smart. Or in any ways, minorities are smart. Yeah, yeah. People too, right? Yeah. And so all of that came together as Blackbird Golf. And so um, the crow was designed out of all circles. So if you know 
the formula pi, 3.14 is pi, right? And mm -hmm. if, you create, if you do the circles, so the, we created all these circles and then you cut a line through the circles and it created the shape of a crow. Okay. So it's symmetrically, uh, it's made out of all circles. If you can see like the circle in the chest, the circle on the wing, and oh, the circle on the head, but you yeah. cut, you draw some lines, you cut some lines through it, it just designed, it formed a bird. And so that that's became awesome. the logo. So I thank you for asking that, man. But that's, that's what, what it, the crow, that's what the bird stands for is a crow. I I'm, I mean, it's a beautiful story, actually. Like, it, it makes sense. It, it unifies everything. Right. It's extremely right. meaningful. Uh, yeah, it brings everything. Now you see why we do what uh, we do because of what the bird represents. And so when I first designed it, I was like, you know what? When everybody wears this shirt, I want them to feel proud of what they're representing. Like, what that means for them to put that bird on their chest, that means they believe in what we believe. They yeah. believe in diversity. They believe in inclusion. They believe and doing uh, what they can to bring more people into this game that are really passionate about it. And no, look, I, I believe you and I believe Luca, you guys don't want any more or any less than you deserve, mm -hmm. right? You're not asking for anybody to carry your weight, mm -hmm. right? And you're not asking for anybody to not give you less than what you deserve. All people want is, hey, if I work for it, let me get it, right? Yeah. If I put the work in, I should get it. And so, that's that I want people to feel proud about that bird on their chest or on their head yeah. or wherever they have it. And then knowing, Hey, when I'm wearing this apparel, when I'm wearing these pieces, this is what I'm standing for. Yeah. And so that's awesome. maybe, I think maybe we just worked out the message that we should put on our website. because it's not there. <laughs> yeah. I feel that's what I was thinking. I feel like in your advertisement and, and wherever you put the logo, you should explain a little bit about how you yeah. created the logo because it's such an impactful idea that you had and, and what it means, the blackbird, and and why you did that, you know, that I feel yeah. that people will love that. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. And since we've been talking through this, I'm like, man, that's, well, I think we just talked through what, <laughs> what we should put out there. And but yeah, thank you guys asking that, because usually I start with that. And for some reason, we just kind of jumped into the conversation. But thank you for bringing that up, because I feel that's the most important thing. The most important thing, yeah. Is why, what that means, yeah. uh, what that bird means. Yeah. And then now... When I, when I, which is, you know, what's weird is that I told you everything that we're about. And then when you asked what the logo means, it matched up. Yeah. It, right? <laughs> it matched up. So, <laughs> so I didn't tell you what the bird means first and then go into, okay, like I have to say these things because I said, this is what the bird means. <laughs> we told, we said what we do by our actions. Exactly. And then when I explained to you what the bird meant, it, it synced up perfectly. And I no. that. That was just exactly. Had, but. Yeah, you, you should have a little phrase that you put every time you 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 advertise your brand or, or stuff like that that explains people why the blackbird. I, I feel like yeah, I, well, I like that too. We've been using make your mark because uh, you know what I, I heard that in Spanish. I heard make your mark in Spanish, and I was like, ah, oh, that's a great tagline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started using make your mark because I feel similar to what I'm doing here. But Luca, you're in Florida, you're in Miami. So make your mark wherever you are in the world, make your Anywhere. mark. Like, yes. Make, yes. Make, like make that mark where you are. So people in your community know that there's marks that you're making all over your community, right? And so mm -hmm. when you're out representing Blackbird and you're out helping your community, you're helping kids like understand, uh, like Michael, for example, he wants to help kids understand, hey, when you're going from high school to college, Dude, it's, he wants to help them understand the financial implications of that, mm. right? And so Michael's making his mark in the world by helping these kids transition from high school to college in terms of golf. And so whatever anybody does, like whether you're an engineer, a teacher, a doctor, 
you know, make your mark in the world, man. And that's, that's what this brand is about. And yep. so, but I think you're right, Luca, maybe you can help us come up with that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And that's, that's awesome that, that <clears throat> he, he's focusing in, in, in helping high schoolers because the other day I was talking with the high school team practices in at Silverhorn and I was like, this guy comes up and he's like, man, I just committed to, to college. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Like, I'm really happy. And he started asking me all these like basic questions. And I was like, man, like, let me freaking help you right now because it's another world. Like, yeah. And I think there's not a program that can help you with that. And I think everyone needs to go through it because it's another world. And after college, it's another world. Right. So. I mean, it's awesome that he's helping these kids like that. So, yeah. Well, thank you for, for being with us today. Uh, you want to close out with something, Luca? Just one last quick question. Do you think that live tour golf players should play the majors or no? Absolutely. Why would you want the best players in the world playing on the biggest platform in the world? Yeah. Like, I how agree. could you call yourself a major champion if you're not playing the best in the world? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Awesome. The, I think that's what the RNA put out there as well. Yep. Yes. They open. Yeah. They're going to play the open, which is awesome. Yep. And we'll see how they do. But yes, thank you very much, Demonte. Thank you for your time, for talking to us and explaining us all about Blackbird. I think it's a great brand that will go a long way. And I'm very proud to be an ambassador. I can't wait for people to listen to this podcast and understand what, what the brand is really about. Well, thank you, guys. Well, I'll do everything I can to help spread the word and share the link. And, uh, Also, feature episode you guys put out. Hey, Sweet. man, since you're in San Antonio, we need to connect. We need to connect. Yes, we need, connect. We need to. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm yeah. going to ask Luca for your phone and and There you go. get regularly. in touch with let's, you. Let's connect regularly, man. Because all I right, stay involved with what you're doing as well. And yeah, you're know, you're a bud with Luca, and uh, you know, I I met Luca, man, and I, John was telling me he was a good guy. Nah, but it didn't it didn't say enough until <laughs> yeah. you meet him. Like it's, hey, yeah. this this guy is my little brother and I love him to death. So yeah, for yeah, sure. He's my little brother now too. Mi hermano. That's yes, good. mi hermano. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, guys. Love you guys and have a Take great care, day. Guys. Peace. Peace.